I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beard! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife, Christina. Hello. And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through over 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. For today's episode, we are reviewing the film Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Released November 20th, 2009, the film is written by William M. Finkelstein, a titan of the TV, like, law cop industry, um, and was directed by a titan of the film industry, Werner Herzog. And today we are joined by a titan of the comedy scene in Los Angeles, Oscar Montoya. <laughs> 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 you have to watch every Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> A prison of our own making. <laughs> Even movies he cameoed in. Oh, it- yes! We're fighting about the Flash right now. We are going oh, to yeah. for them. Yeah, um, you gotta cover it. Uh, <laughs> you gotta um, cover it. As you can tell, Oscar is a very funny, very talented, <laughs> <laughs> and a huge Nicholas Cage fan. Huge Cage fan. He's an improviser, a comedian, a clown, a drag performer. He is an actor. Uh, I looked up to him going growing. I was like growing up. I was like I, was, I looked up to him as I was uh, going through the UCB program. But that's not all. Oscar is returning to season two of the hit HBO slash Max slash HBO Max uh, show Minx as Richie. Um, he's yes. got a new. Well, now pod- it's on Stars. Now it's, it's on, on Stars. Okay, wow, mm-hmm. it's on Stars. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if I'm not mistaken, you have a new podcast coming out. Or is out or is coming out called The Try Gaze. That's right. It's out as of yesterday. It was out. Oh, so. nice. Oh nice. Yeah. Which, which, because we're recording. This will come is, out tomorrow. It, so it will it? be two days oh, ago. Don't great. say that. I'm saying, I'm saying, what was your official release date in, mm. in month? Uh, oh, month. It was, uh, what month is this now? <laughs> We're in July. July. And I think today's the ninth. The Friday. That uh, it released on Friday. So Friday what, the seventh. Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. On, on my grandma's eighty first birthday. Wow. Your podcast launch. Seven so. seven twenty-three. Wow. Incredible. So yeah. Yeah. It's called the Tri Gaze. Yeah. The Tri Gaze. Yeah. Congratulations. That's well, awesome. Oscar. Welcome to the, welcome to the pod. Happy, yes, happy you are I'm here. Very, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to talk Nick Cage. Excellent. Y'all call him Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage. Is it disrespectful? Oh, I think we go Nick? we go Nick Nicholas. I think it's interchangeable. Um, Nicky, uh, no Nicky. Nicky, Nicky Coppola, <laughs> Nicky C. Um, here's, I guess, my question for you as it's coming up. What? Because you you're an, a big movie guy. You like movies. Huge. Love movies. Films are amazing. Yes. What is your history 
um, you know, outside of this movie, personally, emotionally, filmically with Nicolas Cage? You know, Nicolas Cage is um, an interesting polarizing figure in <laughs> my movie universe. Uh, he has done some incredible, iconic, really, um, huh, how do I say this? Um, controlled well-behaved performances <laughs> mm, okay <laughs> whereas okay. before performances are on their best behavior you know you mm-hmm. have uh leaving las vegas obviously mm-hmm. uh it's the one where he's an alcoholic yeah uh, yeah i think he won an oscar for that he one, did right? he did yep. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yes, yes. right yeah I, I thought he was very good in that one um <laughs> also also very fun unhinged cuckoo bananas Nicolas Cage movies that you know we love to see, we've grown to see, mm-hmm. uh, like Mandy. Uh, uh, have you we seen, haven't covered have Mandy, yet. Mandy? We haven't yeah. covered okay. Mandy. You yet. haven't covered Mandy, and I'm I don't think have you have seen it, Arjun? No, I've no, just the it. trailers. But I hear people. Okay, so we've never seen it. but I'll say I loved him in Mandy. I loved him. Uh, I loved him in um, the Wicker Man remake. Like just oh. purely crazy, crazy Nicolas Cage. Um, however, there is something a little distracting about Nicolas Cage's performances and just demeanor where I'm like, and, um, (laughs) just like his personal life, I'm a little like, okay, you are not, you don't exist in this plane of reality. Yeah. (laughs) You're... Mm, okay you're okay there's his, something going on here. his personal life always gives us a little bit of trouble like it's like it gives into takes i feel because <laughs> because we just it does give and take you know he's he's on like wife number five which look you know to, to each their own um yeah but some people wives. just can't make up their minds you know yeah. that's that's okay um, and but then we like see like he recently like i want to say like in the last like three four months to like a 60 minutes like uh, interview uh, mm-hmm. where he was like going around showing his home in Las Vegas and he's like this is my like black monitor lizard and there's just like a huge like close to six foot like menagerie, menagerie. and I'm like I mean someone has to have that lizard if if we're if we're saying that lizard has to be around as a pet and <laughs> I'm glad it's Nicolas Cage I'm glad it's Nicolas Cage someone's Nicolas got Cage. to have this lizard someone's gotta be lizard guy <laughs> And what a good movie also to be talking about. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, um, but yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, D- Nicolas Cage does have aggressive lizard guy energy. And it's good mm-hmm. to see people like that succeed. Yes. Because you don't really... Ex- <laughs> you don't associate lizard people with success. And, and, and it's just very, you know, life-affirming that people yes. like that like can thrive and, and do well in the industry. <laughs> Wait, Arjun, Oscar, do you know about Nicolas Cage's first tattoo? No! <laughs> it's on his back. And it's it's a lizard wearing a top hat. <laughs> and he got it because he felt like his soul was leaving his body and he needed to, like, etch it back in. <laughs> Did you hear? I have a couple. He... I have a couple more tattoo facts, which is just that Warner Herzog has a skull tattoo that he showed Nicolas Cage like in a car once. Nicolas Cage also has a skull tattoo <laughs> on his arm. So I just that's my tattoo lore for this film. Is it because of Ghost Rider? Is that why? Yeah, but it predated the film. It was his per- like he was a just fan. And then they, they had to, like, cover it up for the film because they were like, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wild. He um, had an interview 
fairly recently, I think, where they were like, what's your favorite memory? And he was like, see, this is the thing that really confuses me about Nicolas Cage, where he's like, I know this is going to sound weird. So I'm like, okay, there's self-awareness here. Yes. This is going to sound weird, but I remember being born. Oh, yeah. No! 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 He's like, I remember coming out of my mother's womb and feeling so um, unsafe, you know, because I felt so safe. And, and And the person interviewing him was like, Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Also, here, I have a little fun Nicolas Cage story (laughs) for y'all. Do tell. So, my friend owns, uh, she runs, like, a really successful uh, vintage clothing shop in Little Tokyo in L.A. And her whole aesthetic is that she has, like, it's very, like, rockabilly uh also like horror iconography um which is really cool and uh <laughs> nicholas Cage showed up one day and she sells like patches and he was like he walked in he was really shy she said and was like oh uh he's like uh how much for this frankenstein patch <laughs> she was like uh i don't know like ten dollars or something and he was like okay um i want 30 <laughs> she's like I don't think we we have 30 of them. <laughs> but she got as much as she could and then she like sold all her uh Frankenstein patches or whatever. And then the next day he shows up in a jacket with all of the patches. So no. Him. No. <laughs> to be like, "Hi." <laughs> And that's that Nicholas is so Cage. incredible. That's, that's so incredible. That's so incredible. And I love that you say that he was shy. He was shy. Because that's what Warner Herzog also says about him. He really? says that they they met when Nicholas Cage was eight years old, little baby boy, and Warner Herzog was visiting Francis Ford Coppola at his like winery, I think. Oh my God. And he was like, I remember he's a very shy boy. <laughs> he's a shy man to this day. And I'm like, oh my God. Like the idea that Nicholas Cage is this larger than life man god deity figure who is shy there's so many layers it's why we have this podcast there's so many layers the complexity he likes driving a ferrari too shy guy have five wives i'm like i don't know know. oh you think he talks to them christina (laughs) that's that's i believe his most recent wife uh reiko reiko um, like I she, I believe, either didn't or is learning English. But there was uh, Rico. Rico. Yeah, um, but uh, I was like, oh, so I guess it's like a love actually kind of language barrier situation where. But maybe <laughs> uh, he speaks Japanese, and I just don't know. I think he's or like, like Google, obsessed phones, with. You can now do like Google Translate really yeah, quick. Yeah. Maybe they just do a little bit of maybe that. Just also, do a you know, he's Japanese. obsessed with. I think he's obsessed with Japanese culture. I yes, think that big that's time. like a fun fact about him. He did a movie where it was all that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen 90 Day Fiance. It could work out. It could work out. Sometimes. It could work out. And look, they're still mm-hmm. together. You know, they welcomed, a, a, they welcomed mm-hmm. a new child. Um, so, Oh, look, yeah. That's well, they good. just, Rico, he just married in 2021. So saying they're still together is in 2023. That's, is a I, believe, too soon, I believe that's, that's longer. In the topsy turvy <laughs> world of Hollywood, Christina, <laughs> that's, a, that's a win. That's a oy, oy, oy. when Britney Spears got married to that man for I don't know six hours or something. That was crazy. Like, oh yeah, that was fun. I remember. 
Um, well, speaking of topsy-turvy, I think there's yeah. no better segue <laughs> to get into yeah, well done, this here. movie. Um, so I'm going to give everyone a brief plot synopsis and kind of say who's in it. Good luck. Um, it is, yeah, truly. It is uh, kind of spoiler-free, but just prepare that there's spoilers if you want to watch the movie. If you haven't already, pause right now and go toss on Badminton Port of Call New Orleans. It's playing on Peacock yeah, quick and Tubi. Two and some quick change two and some just change quick and just come watch. right back. Um, okay. After Hurricane Katrina, Police Sergeant Terrence McDonough, played by Nicolas Cage, at the behest of his partner Stevie Fruit, Val Kilmer, rescues a prisoner and hurts his back. What does he get? A promotion to lieutenant, plus an addiction to cocaine and painkillers. Cut to six months later. A family is murdered over drugs, and Terrence is running the investigation. He has, he has to navigate the investigation, and all kinds of people help and thwart him. His drug-using sex worker girlfriend, Eva Mendez, his alcoholic father, Tom Bauer, and his new wife, Genevieve, Jennifer Coolidge. Their dog, I don't know the dog's actor name, gambling losses to like a gambling guy played by Brad Dourif, who you know from the Lord of the Rings franchise. A nervous young witness, Denzel Whitaker. And wait, wait, Archer, don't skip over Greedo from Lord of the Rings. Is also from Amos and Andrew. Yes, yes, another the, Nicolas the Cage flick. And Eva Mendes is, Eva from Mendes Ghost is also Rider. from Ghost Rider. A lot of, a lot of cross, so. cross-pollination. Um, Exhibit is in this as a drug kingpin, big fate. <laughs> Um, there's iguanas. There's alligators. Uh, Michael Shannon is in this for like maybe two minutes uh, as maybe another cop. I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> he, he wants a big score to get out from under his mounting debts. So he joins forces with the drug dealers. This is the Nicolas Cage character. The murder remains unsolved. A bad lieutenant gets worse. Will, will, will did they? Did you write this? I did. I did. <laughs> Um, so, You're so, You're absolutely this is this this is Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans a Ooh. film with two titles because the producers and Werner couldn't agree on which one they wanted and so they said we'll do both but there is a movie called Bad Lieutenant yes with yes. Harvey Keitel yes yes that was like NC-17, extremely scary. They had to redo an R-cut so that Blockbuster would sell it. Um, it it's like, it sounds so scary, but it sounds it? like it's no, like... We didn't, we no, didn't. I, I haven't seen it. Have you? Didn't, didn't watch the it. The only thing I know about that movie is that you could see Harvey Keitel's wiener in that That's movie. what I've heard, too. Y- yeah. It's like, and then, and then Harvey Keitel, same year, is in Sister Act. Which I'm like, which I'm like, that is an impeccable way to protect your career yeah. of like, I'm going to do something scary, edgy, show you my penis, but also I can be a fun guy. Like, I can be a fun movie. Don't be scared. Like, I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I can't, well, it's... no, I can't find it. But somebody described that one as like Shakespearean. Mm. And then this one is like. So is there any correlation so there, between There is truly no correlation other than that it's a literal a bad, bad lieutenant, lieutenant in each. Um but okay. Werner Werner Herzog who does had not seen the movie oh. and was like I want to make this other movie, this Port of Call New Orleans movie about like this detective. Uh and the producers were like we'd love it to be a bad lieutenant movie like the other one cuz I want to say there was maybe some crossover like in studio wise. 
Um, well, this is okay. Wait, wait, wait. Mm, let me yeah, let me yeah, try yeah. to also give a little sausage getting made. You've got I don't know who the the two driving forces, but you've got like two rising film financiers mm. who are trying to break out into the film stage. <laughs> the and, real heroes and, and of the, the film world. industry. <laughs> the real heroes. The real heroes of Hollywood. Um, and <laughs> they get a hold of uh, the guy, the producer who apparently has the rights to the title, which is a very interesting concept because conceptually you can't have copyright in a title the same way you can't have copyright in an idea. It's just like too loosey-goosey, but you can develop like sort of secondary trademark rights where people start associating it with you. So I'm not for sure understanding how this producer had any rights to the title because that's what drives it and then pretty much everyone from the original film is furious oh, about livid. the second film livid. they're like we wish you nothing but a fiery death like the, the director oh the, the director <laughs> oh, of, of okay. bad lieutenant the harvey Keitel one said i hope the entire film crew is together on a bus and they all die together in a fiery accident <laughs> A streetcar. He said a streetcar. He's like, and then streetcar. And then Warner Herzog at the Academy Awards is like, I don't even know him. Is he Italian? French? Like, I haven't seen his films. If he wants to like act in one of mine, I guess that could be cool. Like, I'm paraphrasing. He said it in his German crazy way, but like, literally, just like. Fire to the fuel. He pulled a Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez. I don't don't even know. Yes, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know her. Unreal. So it's like, so it's like you have this crazy. Um. Why are these movies connected? Nobody likes each other. <laughs> and then it gets back to like one producer who allegedly has the rights to start trying to, and that they were trying to make a cinematic universe of bad lieutenants. Who's asking I, for Who's this? asking for I, this? I, I kid you who's, not. I kid you not. Who? And so that's what's so crazy about like when you watch the film, it's like bad lieutenant. When you see the title card, I'm pretty sure it's bad lieutenant, port of call, <laughs> semicolon, New Orleans. <laughs> Everywhere else it's bad lieutenant, semicolon, Protocol New Orleans. Sometimes in text, it's like the commas after. So there's no agree. Like that's where you're seeing into the chaotic peak at trying to ham-fistedly create mm. a cinematic universe mm-hmm. out of a film noir cop movie. And you know what? That is so. Just the title alone is a sneak peek into the madness of this movie. Yes, and Do you know what Oscar, I mean. Yes, it's like, I was dreading it first, from the title alone. It's the first flag. You know? I. <laughs> I am interested, Oscar, what is your, like, you know, we'll get into the nitty gritty, but what is your take on this movie? What's your feeling? And had you seen it before? No, I haven't seen it. I've wanted to. Okay. So when Artoon was like, oh, this, I was like, this one, because I've heard so much stuff about it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard mixed, mixed stuff. Like either people love it. People say like, this is the best Nicolas Cage performance of all time. It's the partnership to end all partnerships with. The two cuckoo a heads, from God, you know what I mean? born for exactly, each other. Exactly, yeah. The partnership <laughs> made in heaven. You know, I was like, okay, cool. And then other people are like, this is insane. Nicholas Cage is really off his rocker, and I'm like, that's enticing to me too. I want to see an unhinged movie with Nicholas Cage. Um, and that's exactly what I got. 
it's it's a it's very much a be careful what you wish for sort of scenario. I was yes! not expecting monkey's paw uh, that fingers, part. Girl. That part. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I did not expect the amount of huh that I said in the movie. Um, if there was only a huh counter while I was watching this movie, it would have been if I, there was a drinking game. Drink every time Oscar says huh. Double digits. I mean, trip. I would say triple digits. People would have to go to the hospital in fifteen minutes. Um, It was wild. Have y'all seen this movie before? This was was our first time watching it. Oh, we we did a a rise and grind watch, if you will, where we woke up at like eight a.m. and we're like, all right, not today, but uh, uh, like a few days ago, and watched it at like eight a.m. in the morning. (laughs) I'm sorry to watch this movie in while the sun is out. This is when we have conflicting lifestyles of I'm a lawyer who works nine to six Monday through Friday, and then Artun is a comedian who works the evenings. Right. And so then we gotta find like, okay, when are we gonna watch our Nicolas Cage podcast movie of the week? Were you prepared? It's gonna be at eight AM. We were, I, mean, I was not prepared. I'll be honest, I wasn't prepared. Though we Christine and I definitely did have like somewhat different reactions. Um <laughs> Where I I was kind of like mm, yes art maybe I I like it I think I really like this, and Christina was Christina kept screaming was... and shaking her head and going no no no. <laughs> um, for me, it really is. It is listener. There, there's a, a scene pretty early on where Nicolas Cage like hunts down this sort of teen couple oh my for God, drugs, and then and he ends up. Reports differ of like raping the girlfriend. She seems very into it. It's that classic weird we're mixing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I don't understand what's happening anymore. And for me, I was like, this movie is now irredeemable. Yeah. And so from beyond that, that point, I'm really just curious. Listen, listener, the same one Christina was talking to. Um, that's not the craziest <laughs> thing that happens in the movie. No, 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 it is just, I think that is the first telling sign that we are in a chaos movie. No, yes. no, no. First telling sign, I think, is we get jump off the jump. Val Kilmer and Nicolas Cage are examining Polaroids of like a sexy blonde. <laughs> oh, doing that, it. did like, that ever that, come uh, back? Was that a thing no, that came no. back? No, no, no. I was like, that oh, this was is a, for me, oh, this, yeah. the mystery that was, I was begun. like, uh, this was sort of like a, like a that would have been my if I if I had my own volition I would have been like switch I'm gonna watch a different movie now I can tell that this is not intended for me um, the first even instead. before that though the first shot of the movie if I'm not mistaken is a snake in water yes um, to begin our reptile journey through it which nice um, which that ends up being my way in the whenever there's the reptile shots I'm really into it and our tune in it when we were watching it he was like look there's something this movie has things in it for you too <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Christina, are you, right. a, are you a reptile reptiles. guy I oh. am a reptile girl I lo- I'm right there with Werner Herzog where it's like if I can't keep my iguanas in my movie I'm not making movies anymore um uh. Artun, I recently turned 30, and uh, as part of my birthday celebrations, Artun took me to our local Scales and Tails, not to buy anything, purely to look. What is a Scales and Tails? and Tails. Like, everyone should know what a Scales and Tails is. Oscar, on Magnolia Magnolia (laughs) Avenue, Magnolia Boulevard, on Magnolia Boulevard, (laughs) all the way down, close to the Burbank AMC, there's a great reptile bird pet shop called Scales and Tails. They have everything. 
it, unbelievable. Selection. I would be shocked wait, if Nicolas Cage I'm, had I'm not so been sorry. there. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. You should hit it up. <laughs> it is a reptile and bird store called and Scales. There's also fish. There's also fish. Yes. Okay, so what are the scales? There's also rodents. There's actually, they also have some guinea Okay, pigs. now you're just adding <laughs> no more cats. animals. No <laughs> cats and dogs. No cats. There are hermit are crabs, they... but that's in the reptile, I would say. <laughs> no, it's not! <laughs> it's, I would say crustaceans. And they, sell, they also sell spiders. <laughs> so it's literally everything except pets you would normally get at a pet store. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything you'd want your child to have, not at this store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you get a reptile if you could? Yes, I was so close to dropping a grand in there, getting a full lizard enclosure. And our team oh. had to be like, you know, there's more. There's some chameleons outside. Do you want to look at them? And I was like, okay. And I got, and then he was able to strong arm me back to the car from the parking lot. Um, I, uh, I had, I, uh, in college, I, uh, me and my uh, roommate bought a gecko. Um, and it was really nice. It was a like, t- small, like, uh, I guess people can't see, but like maybe like six inches um, okay. Th- that, he was like four, he was four inches. inches. He was he was a little um, crested, tiny. But it was nice. Crested it was gecko. Nice. Nice what gecko. do you do with the lizard? You just, I guess, stare at it all day? You hold you... it a little bit gently, and then you got to put it away, stare at it. It's fun when it's like on your hand, and Give it like him crawls a around, misting. crawls around. You mist, you feed. <laughs> You clean. Make sure his lamp is on so he doesn't freeze to death. Yeah, one of, once we were in, when we were out of town, one of my roommates tried to kill him by turning his heat lamp off for a week, and we found him like frozen under a leaf, and we were like, "What the? F- <laughs> Did he die? No, no, but he was not oh, the same. Lived. Uh, He's resilient. He was not the same. <laughs> oh, what was the name of the gecko? It was Count Dooku. Cartoon. <laughs> Oscar, you're seeing leave. more into I my have, life. I you're have seeing to go. more into my life than I than I was hoping necessarily. Count to Dooku. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was Artin's first pet too. He'd never had a pet. That was the direction he went in. Count Dooku. <laughs> you know what? This episode is dedicated to Count Dooku. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. In memory of. Um, In memory of. Let's 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 dissect. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. But before we actually go into this movie, can we talk a little bit about the other half of this partnership? Because yes, this is a Nicolas Cage movie, but it I yes. think it's just as much a Werner Herzog movie yes. as it is a Nick Cage movie. Because yes. Werner Herzog is also a wild person. This is someone yes. who has a successful career in both documentaries and fictional films, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, as a small-time actor. What? A big-time actor? Are you big shitting time. me? How do you call his I, his huge arc in The Mandalorian a small-time actor? Is Werner Herzog in The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Yes, he is famous for saying, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> You're... I'm, I need... No, I need... Internet, help me out here. Yeah, he loves Baby Yoda. He was like, he was like, I was enchanted with the puppet. <laughs> they said they'd replace it with CGI, and I was gonna lose my mind. He was like, oh my gosh, he's he's known for like he hates chickens. He's like, you look in the eye what? of chickens; <laughs> they're the stupidest animals, stupid, vile creatures. He he once was shot, and he was like, I was held at gunpoint and forced to speak French. I've regretted it ever since. I should yeah. never have spoken. French. French. and i'm like what? dude i love guys i'm guys i'm scared i'm just i'm watching pictures of werner herzog in star wars gear and i'm i'm fully scared 
I read what an is this incredible interview in? of him too. The interviewer is like, you share like the the character like a single mind drive like movie making. And one of us was like, what? No, I in the last eleven months, I made three movies, opened an opera, acted in some small roles, wrote a book. Like I'm not he got, doing anything. He got shot thing. on camera. He got like shot in his like hip or something. Yeah. He did yeah. an interview and he's somewhere. Like, Whatever. It was totally. It was we like, oh, going. fine, it's fine. I'm okay. They're like, you got shot. <laughs> You're bleeding right now. He's like, eh, whatever. It's fine. This man is this so strange. He's so, so strange. Yeah. And then to get him and Nicolas Cage to get oof. It. it this it, is the movie that it, would happen. It, it is. It also feels like it's one of those things where it's not that they're necessarily trying to outdo each other, but it's like when. Crazy meets crazy. It's like they're like, well, how far will you go? I don't know. How far are you going to go? You know, like, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of has yeah. that uh, tit for tat kind of feeling. It and is part like... of the lore is that they were both like, I won't sign my contract unless they're going to sign my your contract. Like, I'm I'm only doing this movie with you. Oh, interesting. Um, and that and then like on set, Nicolas Cage was like, Warner, I know you hate talking about characters' motivation, but like. What's going on with this guy? And Warner was like, "You're right. I hate talking about it. It's just being evil is wonder is a bliss is bliss. Being vile is bliss, or something like. Lean into that and just go for evil." Nicholas like, Cage I'm not answering ask questions. The intention of a scene that sounds so unlike him. <laughs> <laughs> It's character's motivation. I don't know. Like, Even that, I'm like, I, <laughs> honey, I didn't see a girl. Like, what? <laughs> Throughout this movie, I'm like, uh. His motivation was was drugs, Is was the entire yeah. arc of this movie, including, like. Was so. take drugs, do crime. Take drugs, yeah. do crime. Truly. That's true. Um, there's a unhinged scene of him in a pharmacy, which, uh, Oscar, I don't know if you've. <laughs> Not his first, not his first unhinged scene in a pharmacy, oh. um, but he has one where he truly That's goes. That's what we come to expect from a Nicholas Cage yes. movie. Yes, if he's in a pharmacy, mm. it's not going to end well, probably yeah. for the pharmacist <laughs> and for the other people around. Um, but he just goes absolutely insane, trying to get like pain medication, mm-hmm. and it seems the pharmacist is on the phone. Helping someone else or whatever, and he no, she that seemed like a personal call. I was sort of on his side about that. Okay, and Nicholas Cage apologized. Okay, Okay, there we go, there we go, there we go. (laughs) Dilly went behind the counter, and then I was like, "No, that's too far." She could be on her break, Christina, but you say no, (laughs) no. She deserved it. She deserved it. This is one of those things where uh, it feels both realistic, but also insane in terms of like. Can cops just do whatever they want and they just flash their badge and they're like, I'm a cop, I'm a cop, move out of my way. Because it seems like people were like trying to stop him. Like there was like a security guard there. And he was like, you're just security for a pharmacist. I'm a cop. Get the fuck out of my way. And I'm like, yeah, the hierarchy of also security to cops. Also, feels crazy that to badge me. looked so fake. It All of it was his fake. gear was like, the revolver was like a six, in his pants. six cartridge. In his pants. And his, his badge was just like a <laughs> Western star. Didn't even have like photo ID <laughs> yeah, with it. Exactly. I was like, uh. It was like an old detective, <laughs> like a, a saloon, like a, a Western uh, sheriff. Didn't seem Very up that. to code. No, yeah. not at all. Also, do you, people get like, is a lieutenant a real thing in a police force? There is a real lieutenant. And, like, they don't have to wear a cop uniform anymore? Like, they just wear normal clothes? Just pick your what accessories. Lute- yeah, like, what? We trust you now. Yeah. <laughs> we trust you. Yeah. You don't need a picture with your badge. You're fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Oh, my God. You know, 
I would all of this stuff. Yes, that pharmacist scene was insane. I would say the most unhinged, yeah, scene in this movie. <laughs> is, you know what I'm gonna say. You know, I here's don't. Crazy. I don't. Here's honestly, crazy. I don't. I have no there's idea. So, it's so there's subjective. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> but y'all, like seriously, there is one scene in the movie where I was like, nothing is real. This is what are we doing here? Is it is when <laughs> he's hiding behind the door and he goes back. And he's shaving. I'm so glad. And he's, and he's shaving. He's with an electric shaver. With an electric shaver. <laughs> and he's trying to find the witness, the kid, right? And she yeah. goes up to the grandma and he's like, where is he? I know that you know where he is. She's like, I'm not telling you. Then that lady is like defending this woman. And he takes her oxygen. <laughs> Yeah, can I set it up for the listener? If you, if you, you know, we are not Please expecting do. you to watch this movie. Um, so part of like the bad loot. No, if we had to, you like, also have to listen. If we like watch it, and then you'll know what we're talking about. But in case you're listening to this first, because uh, sometimes my dad is like, set up the movie a little bit. Sooner, so I feel like this is fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so my parents are like the primary listeners to this podcast. So I always want to make sure it's clear. <laughs> but so so uh nicholas cage is like sort of trying to solve this drug murder it's not on one of the leads it's not solved they know they know who it's did it not solved. it's like at the end it seems like he doesn't care he's known the whole time so that's why i say sort <laughs> yeah, of trying to yeah. solve he's sort of trying to track down a witness who is the uh son of of the caretaker of an old woman who turns out to be the mother of a congressman or something. So Nicholas Cage <laughs> goes to accost these old women once before. The second time. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he comes back a second time. The second time he is revealed <laughs> hiding behind the door frame, like in the corner. He's using an electric razor to sort of shave his face while he stares haunted at them. And then he, like, lumbers towards them, ends up removing the congressman's mother's oxygen tube from her nose to begin strangling her with it to try to get the caretaker. And he's like, everyone's going to think you did it. Or we're like, whatever. Yes. And- so, and I just, and I, and I just, before we dive further into this moment, I need to let you know that this is an homage to another film that inspired a Nicolas Cage remake, which is 1947 Kiss of Death film noir in which a corrupt cop pushes an old woman down a flight of stairs. No way. In 1995, Nicolas Cage remakes Kiss of Death. And you all yeah. saw that? Yes. He, we saw he it. Plays, we yeah. haven't seen the 1947. We've seen the, the 1995. It, it's crazy. And my thing is that, like, Nicolas Cage does these weird, like, I love the Wicker Man quote-unquote remake whatever <laughs> for its own things. But I wouldn't say he makes that these end up being, like, great cinematic masterpieces the way the original ones really are. City of Angels. The German original is unbelievable. Mm. Like, And then, and it feels like Nicolas Cage is, like, I don't know how else to connect you young kids to the movies of my childhood without doing some sort of like harebrained version. <laughs> oh man. He, in that scene, he calls the old lady a C word. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> and she gasps. They both gasp in the most cartoonish, funny way that I'm like, 
what rea- what grounded reality are we living in? It's not. That no scene was crazy. And I think that's fair. I think you're right. Actually, that is the number one craziest scene of the movie. And there's tons. There's lots to choose. There's from. tons. But there's I would say that tons. one is wild to me. Yeah. But that is, and that is where we, you've gotten through. He pulls like a gun said, on like them. The horrifying beginners. He pulls the gun on them. So you're you're like substantially through this movie, and I still in my notes was like, what the hell is going on with this scene? Mm-hmm. You think you can't be shocked anymore, and you can. You can. My although I was also shocked again later when he like finds the spoon that he mentions from his childhood and wakes Eva Mendez up to rub this rusty spoon <laughs> on her face. I was like, "What?" Look, that was nice. That was nice. I thought if I found that a spoon, was nice. <laughs> oh my god! If you wiped a rusty spoon on my face while I was sleeping, I would not put it, wake in a loving. I put it in the freezer before, so it's like you know sometimes when you do like a spoon to get some puffy eye away. What? Nice. Do you not know what this, are you Oscar? If, about our tune? Oscar, if you're Oscar, not <laughs> okay. He is actually onto something. Oscar, here. <laughs> not to give you some some beauty tips here, but if if you're please feeling, do, if you're you're a very beautiful no, man. Please tell me. Don't need that. I need them all. Any and all tips. If I'll take them. If you're feeling puffy eyed in the morning, like you didn't get enough sleep or whatever, if you have a spoon in the freezer, you can press it like kind of on the on like the under eye, and it kind of reduces the inflammation. And it feels very nice. <laughs> this has been cosmetic tips from our Right! <laughs> it should always be a cosmetic tip with our tune segment. Um, and this is canon now. Uh, Christina, do you have, what's, I guess let's go around the horn. Does, what are other moments that you would say would be like the craziest moment or the most insane moment? Because I have, I have one and I can, if you want to take a second to think about it. There is a moment yeah. where two groups of people that Nicolas Cage that are upset with Nicolas Cage. It is, it is, uh, he at some point, okay, oh God, to, even to set this up is so, so crazy. <laughs> Eva Men- yeah, you seem like you're ready well, to go. I, I was, but yeah, to, 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 to set it up for your parents, yeah. Christina. Um, it is mind-boggling. Eva, oh, <laughs> Eva Mendez uh, gets beaten up by a client and it seems like he hasn't paid and he seems very entitled because his father is like, Big Dick Ricky and owns oh, like all the land in Florida God. or something. Like, <laughs> I forgot like, about you know who my scene. father is. So there's like a moment where Nicolas Cage takes them, takes his money, kind of kicks him out. I don't think he really like hits him or anything, but he just like takes his money and just like get the fuck out of here. He like slams him yeah, against yeah, yeah, a wall, yeah. wrinkles his clothes. That man's I don't know if it's his father or like his father's left hand man comes over to Nicolas Cage and is left hand man, right hand man, his right hand man. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like it. His your left hand, hand man is. handles your like shady business. Yes, ah, yes, yes, everything yes. above water. Left hand man. Um, he comes with like two goons and he like kidnaps Eva Mendez and is like, "You owe me money, and also my boys are gonna have a turn." And I was like, "This is so messed fucker. up." Artoon, that's the writer of the movie. What? That guy the wrote. Big- this oh, movie. That's Finkelstein. That's, that's, that's Finkelstein. Finkelstein. The guy okay. who like she she like she sits on his lap or something. Yeah, or yeah, not yeah, on yeah. his lap, on his dick, and he's like, move this around now. Oh you're my ass god, on my dick. That's the writer of the movie. Wow. Okay, I. That makes sense. I feel like you know what? It's... It makes sense. It tracks. Um, but I feel like it's Eber or someone. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Arjun, on it. that on that note, just that the um, oh, I can't find the source for it. But so. The screenwriter ends up getting, spoiler, shot and killed. 
And someone was like, it's sort of like how his original screenplay was sort of shot and killed and rewritten (laughs) through on text. And like, what a fun metaphor for seeing that happen. Uh, (laughs) And then, and then in that scene, which is fun. I like this part of like, Nicholas Cage is like, shoot him again. His soul. That's is what I was going to say. And they have, oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. But that was going to be. <laughs> you were going to say was it. My crazy... I always do this to Arjun. And my... I'm like, stop talking, Arjun. I want to talk. And then <laughs> I say whatever it is you wanted to crazy say. Crazy moment. But also, like, I. But that, felt... that is how. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. then the spirit of the movie living on after the screenwriter oh, is dead, yeah, like God. doing a silly yeah. crazy dance. Of like, <laughs> of like yeah. I, I don't know that that's intentional by Herzog, but I think that's the fun. That's like post irony. Sure. Sure. Um, crazy scene. I liked it. I liked that scene, but it was insane. I really liked that part. That part was like, I, okay, this is madness where I like, I, I dig this kind of madness. Mm-hmm. And he did a good performance. I liked when he introduced himself. He like comes into a scene. And they're like, who are you? He's like a third party beneficiary. Yeah. I was like, that's a great <laughs> intro. I would, I would like, that's the kind of thing, like back when I was writing my Twitter bio, I would have put in there. Or something. <laughs> it's not too late. Hey, Steve, Christina. threads, threads. You can, get, you can get yeah. threads. threads. Yeah, right do it now. on threads. On no, threads. don't get threads. Listen, public announce, service announcement, you are signing away your soul to the devil if you sign up for threads. They're literally, their terms of art are like, we can do whatever we want to do forever. So like, don't, just don't do it. You heard just... it here first. Oh my God. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, there was also in that soul dancing scene, and I want because I want to talk about this uh, heavily. Oh. There was an iguana. Oh, how much? Uh, oh, okay. Well, so that's what Oscar asked. Like, what were your other top craziest scenes? And for me, honestly, the first reptile footage mm. that we the see gator? in the movie, which is uh, gator. So it's like it's like a highway accident thing. I don't remember. Yes, yeah, a like gator is being uh, got run over. Yes. Yeah, one gator got run over, and so, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) we switch to like GoPro handheld (laughs) as if it's attached to the gator type footage. And it's like an unrelated gator is sort of watching, like, oh, my, and then sort of scuttling along. And you think, is there going to be another gator attack? No, it doesn't go anywhere, but it just lets you know there's going to be some reptile footage. That's right. I yeah. think. Yeah. It's so funny. And that like, was a gator influencer, let's be honest. That yes. was a gator yeah. starting yes. a YouTube even, channel. Even I, that, <laughs> I said it lets you know. It honestly didn't. I was not expecting the later iguana footage <laughs> off the back of the gator footage. It didn't clue me. So it was, my... Wait, can we talk about that ga- that iguana scene too? Because yes, so that's, that's the big one I want to talk that's about. That's the dance. So, mm-hmm. the, so he does the dance, kills the dancing soul into the iguana. No, 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 there's, no, no, there's one before different that. Different iguana. Okay, okay. They they arrive at an apartment. <laughs> they arrive at an apartment, and they're like, you know, doing a little bit of an investigation. And Nicolas Cage looks over, and on the table, there's two iguanas. And he goes, like, what's with the iguanas? And Val yeah. Kilmer's like, there's nothing there. And then it switches to, again, it switches to, like... The, ga- the the iguana show like the, the, with their two hosts and Nicolas Cage, Val Kilmer, and like the whole crew become background. Um, yeah, the iguanas are in the foreground, and the but one the, of them is an iguana. The other one's like a horned lizard. Yeah. Or oh something. yes. It's, yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Different types of well said. Iguanas. Well said, Oscar. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I just want to sure. make sure. No, good. You know, you know. there's not two iguanas. Repre- representation matters. Representation it's matters. Representation. I literally love it. The details matter. Facts matter. Truth matters. Um, but, a lot of reptiles were represented in uh, yes. this movie. Just want to make yeah. sure. But I also I leaned over to, to Christina when I when this was happening. And I go inside all of us there are two iguanas. 
Um, but obviously I was mistaken. Uh, <laughs> was this real or is this in his mind? Well, he's like, so, he says, in his mind. are they real? And he touched them and they moved. Yeah. They hiss. You know what I mean? Yeah, they hiss. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, huh? Okay. Are they real or is are people pranking him? I don't know. It's also New Orleans just like, like run rampant with lizards everywhere. Like, yeah. Florida is. Florida is. Florida iguanas fall from trees. They are so prolific. And they are <laughs> invasive. So people are encouraged to kill them. Which I'm like, is I don't Florida think I could the, do. Is Florida the Australia of the U.S.? Like, mm-hmm. is, yes. Is where, like, spot on. Yes. 100%. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. Ugh. Apparently, Arjun was telling me it's like one of the lowest property taxes states or something. So, <laughs> is it worth it? Be, Floridians, yeah, is, is it that's, worth that's, it? It's like gators in the bushes, but they don't cost yeah. much. <laughs> Iguana, it's gonna rain iguanas twice a year, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I find it so funny because I have to imagine that iguanas were not in the script, like it's or like the, no. like these lizards were not in the script. And it's just Werner at some point is like, like, I mean, he's been to the jungles of like <laughs> yeah. South America, Africa, like he's been everywhere with his filmmaking. So I'm, I'm sure he's familiar with it, but I don't know if he was like ever in or around in New Orleans. And so they're like filming there and he was like, oh, and they're, they're here too. We're going to have them in the movie. <laughs> and then he's just like, you know, I feel like he's, he just basically was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to have some. I'm going to have some lizards in here and I'll make it look really like it was such an astounding shot in my opinion. Like in terms of it's a full shift, it it feels like you switch to a music video almost like there's like even yeah. the way the lighting is completely changes when you go to them. Um, I thought it was cool. I don't know if it did anything, but I'm like, I will remember. I mean, that. in movies like this, it is like <laughs> what is intentional. Mm hmm what's metaphorical what's symbolic and what is just crazy yes and with the lizards i was watching it and being like okay well especially like the crocodile cam at first i was like uh-huh okay you know what <laughs> i i felt stupid is what i felt because i was like okay this, i didn't get this it must mean i didn't get something. it i didn't get it yeah, yeah, yeah. this must mean something <laughs> this it, is crazy because like, i'm like this is i mean is this what was for the reptile ladies because that was those were the one parts where i could lock in i was like all right well at least this is some truly something for me something for the girlies to be like, okay <laughs> for the <laughs> lizard ladies <laughs> um yeah to me i was just like okay yes yes he's like transforming into this kind of reptile he's a snake in the grass oh yes absolutely and then i'm like wait no no wait it's this is making less and less sense it's less coherent i don't know and then at the end i was like oh i guess it doesn't mean anything so you know it it's i don't want to say is it irresponsible because you know mm. shame on me for looking at this film thinking it meant something <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, well, when you make a Werner Herzog movie, I'm like, I guess, oh, this is like high art, right? And especially the delivery of the movie, I'm mm-hmm. like, this must mean something, right? This is this is a big statement movie. And it's not. It's really not. Not at all. Not even close. Dude, I love calling it high art. And I love, so I love, I, I've been trying to find in my notes, and I'm, I hate to do this, but I can't find the source for someone comparing the movie to like 
New Orleans cuisine. You put like a ton of stuff in a pot and you maybe kind of overspice it and let it like just simmer for a really, really long time. And at the end, it's like jumbled. And I, I did, the metaphor doesn't work because like New Orleans cuisine is like world famous, fine, like to, as you say, high art of, and then, and then this film is like almost that. And I think it also comes from a place of like, New Orleans is strong armed into the film. Yes. The the screenplay was like written for Detroit, and then oh. both like the producers wanted tax cuts. New Nick Cage had like some properties in New Orleans. Like everybody else, sort of wanted to push it over there. So again, like exactly what you're saying about like we can't tell what is intentional and what is just like a kitchen sink yes. mess. Yes, yes, here. yes. yes. Because I'm like, is New Orleans replete with iguanas the way Florida <laughs> is? And he was like, you can't tell a New Orleans story without including. Like, the gators made more sense. Absolutely mm-hmm. they but it did. Was... Yeah. Absolutely and, they did. And I will just chime in here just briefly mm. to say that while it was crazy and it didn't make that much sense, it is also a vibe and very, like. It's such a vibe. Very n- well, yeah, that's what. Noir. What is the movie vibe? doesn't work for me without the iguanas. What is, but... the, what is the vibe, R2? The vibe is. You could be bad. Gonzo, you can be. Gonzo. You can be a bad guy, a dirty man, uh, evil, corrupt. <laughs> and at the end of that's the, the vibe, vibe is dirty man. <laughs> the vibe is dirty man. <laughs> and but it's you gotta you gotta get the job done at all costs. Whether that's planting evidence. <laughs> what is the job? It's, it's just like, being grungy, evil. What grungy, grungy, evil. You are literally Artune. Listeners, hot. Artune, you can't see this, but Artune is literally grabbing for something for it to make sense. But I feel for him because this is how I sound when I'm talking about reality TV. And I, I, researching this movie, I learned that I think Herzog and I sort of share a fascination, I think in different levels. But he's being interviewed by this guy Hartman um, about the gonzo film noir that is this film. And, and Hartman asks him uh, about how he's like you said this before the poet must not avert his eyes do you mean from the barbaric side of humanity is that like what you're trying to do here and Herzog goes not necessarily that's one of the reasons I in this this the poet must not avert his eyes is one of the reasons why I insisted that Roger Ebert famed film critic who I cite constantly on this show and Herzog says whose judgment and whose caliber I love I love this great soldier of cinema more than I can even tell you. I said to him, Roger, you have to watch the Anna Nicole Smith show. <laughs> I didn't know what this was. Are you familiar? You're familiar? You're Oscar's bowing in fallen reverence. The for Christmas episode alone of the Anna Nicole Smith show is one of the most iconic pieces of reality TV art. <laughs> Okay, I have to check it out. It's Christina, are you? So I'm, gonna have to, I've never seen it. I've never you seen have... it. I, to, to be fair, I was a child in 2002, Granted, so I wasn't yes. getting exposed. It's all, but like, it's all on YouTube. Got... Just go on <gasps> YouTube and you'll find It's okay. not the full episode, but it is the important bits it's of enough. the Christmas episode. Okay, wow. It is. It is. 
high art. <laughs> okay, amazing. So he's he convinces Roger Ebert, who's like, I'm not gonna watch reality TV. He's like, you gotta watch this. He says, he says, Robert, there's something big about it. A big shift in the wider public's concept of female beauty in how vulgarity is invading everyday life more than ever before. <laughs> and I'm like, and that is how I feel watching like Vanderpump Rules oh and Love Island. I'm like, yes, the poet must not avert his eyes from humanity. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Honestly, points to Werner Herzog for that. that but that is what exactly what we're saying of like he slaps his name and we're like, we know you're thinking big thoughts and doing big things, buddy, but like this movie ain't it. Mm-mm. But maybe it is. But maybe <laughs> But maybe Maybe it is. But the thing is, just like, is it artistic? What is the impetus for Werner Herzog to like create this movie, to direct it in the way that he directed it versus us as consumers dissecting this movie and being like, is this art? There's an element of like Werner Herzog in his room being like, can you believe these schmucks thought that this was high Mm -hmm. art? Like talking the, yeah, about this movie like it means something, but I just put an iguana because I fucking wanted to. <laughs> but it's but at this point it's like, does it matter? I mean, like what I get out of it is what I get out of it. You know what I'll, I mean? Like I'll, yeah. I'll also say this in terms of differentiating, um, because we've watched at this point truly so many movies. This movie is not mm. um boring or like bad in a way where you're just like, no, Oof. yeah. No, no. I will say though that the plot of this movie is irrelevant. It's like, irrelevant. Yes. The, the, it's the so quote unquote mystery yeah. of this yes. movie. Like, who are these people that killed these immigrants? Like, pointless. So when they were yes. delving into the plot of this movie, I was like, uh, I don't care. I don't care. Yes. I stop paying yes. attention. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. What the is the crazy thing is Nicolas Cage is going to do? Part, yes. Absolutely. Because this is a vibe movie. Hey. Mm-hmm. And as we've hey. said, the vibe <laughs> is Dirty Man. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yes. And that's why it's tough. And I, sorry, just a little more. I love sausage getting made of like, I am like, I would love to be a fly on the wall for the conversations of like how they were getting this to distributors because productions completed in 2008. They do not find a distributor for a while. They premiere 2009 Venice Film Festival, Toronto, Telluride. It's released later in 2009. Okay. November 2009. So it gets picked up by First Look Studios. This movie had a budget of $25 million and a worldwide box office of $10 million, less than half, like an enormous commercial failure. Whoa! Even with all of know. those people involved in that movie? Yes, even with it being the wor- yeah. like the Herzog Cage collab from heaven, Whoa. people were like... Uh, uh, this is too much. Uh, this is too much. Yeah. Wow. Also, speaking of too much... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, the uh, there's an unhinged moment to. Can we just like take a moment to talk yeah. about Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie? Thank you. Because Thank you I was for about getting to, us on I track. I don't yes. know what is going on. This movie's the one thing that I get like taken out of the like the the gag of the of movies is that when it's regional, the actors don't have the the accent 
in relation to the location. Like, no one, I don't think yes. anyone in this movie had a New Nobody Orleans has a New Orleans accent. This, this is honestly, somehow somebody wrangled the monkey's paw away from you in time before you make the switch because we've seen Nick Cage do a New Orleans <laughs> accent in Zandali and it is a nightmare. It is the but, worst. But it is, man. he tried right. to do an accent of some sort. Yes. And He's always, in, the, in the middle it, chunk of the movie. It, it changes. It changes. Because it's he, normal. Yes. Then it's weird accent. <laughs> then it's back to normal again. I'm like, wait, what? The edit, what, what? I'm so what? glad you're pointing this out because I don't even know if I clocked it because that's Christina, so classic. Christina, are you kidding? He does it every action movie. How can I discern now between which ones he's like? It's he starts jarring. with one accent, he does another. It's like, jar. It's so <laughs> jarring. He has like this weird vocal affectation halfway yes. through the movie that is like, I don't know if it's an accent. I don't know if it's it's a vibe. But and then he ha- he like his he acts like a completely different character. He's like hunched over and yes. has like a weird limp when he walks. <laughs> and then it's completely dropped that's, if when for, he meets Exhibit. Yes, that's for me. I'm like okay. If it's like he's getting crazier and crazier, like as he goes deeper and deeper, that like his voice starts changing, his his walk starts changing. I'm I'm into it, but it's so crazy that it happens for a little bit, and it's just all right. I'm back. I'm back to my myself, and I'm like, and no one gave him no the one... note to be like, hey, how about being consistent with your character? Yeah, but he because he didn't have a character affectation at the beginning of the movie, meaning he was like, okay, like my character is just me, it's just Nicolas Cage, and yeah. I'm gonna be a crazy cuckoo head, and then weirdly he he starts being like, oh no, never mind. My character is going to talk like this and walk like this and, and do and, a lot of face. He does like a lot this. of, he does a lot of this. He does a lot of scratching his face. He does a lot of, yes. this is him being on drugs is him. My face. And is then so I'm like, itchy. okay, he's getting affected by drugs. Like, okay, this is him like sort of devolving into maybe a reptile state where like a lizard part of his brain is only drugs, mm-hmm. drugs, 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 drugs. Mm-hmm. Aha. And then it's dropped. And then, he sort of forgets that he has an accent. He like t- walks and talks normally, and I'm like, okay, what? And what? what's it, what? It kind of all drops. It's you'd expect it to heighten you. It kind of drops when like everything comes crashing down ish. Like yes. all of the stuff that he does in the first half of the movie that you're like, I can't believe he's like getting away with this, quote unquote. Like later mm-hmm. on, like it all comes back to to get him. And even I think like the captain is like, you know no more cowboy shit or something like that. And which you feel like you're like, okay, good. Like they're stopping him, but you'd expect that to like keep driving him even more into that direction instead of just like losing it. I also, I have a question in terms of what he does. Mm -hmm. He, when uh, the writer, you know, the, the left-hand man is there with his goons and with uh, Ava and he's like, let her just get cleaned up. Because you know right, you don't yes. you don't you don't want to do it when she's looking like this, and she goes to the bathroom, and then they're being like, "Listener, sorry, they're th- this is the goons are here. The goons <laughs> are gonna pretty much rape Ava." And Nicolas Cage like snaps into attention and very coolly is like, "Well, let her get dressed up, and then you have fifteen minutes to fuck her before her next client yeah. is gonna come in." But and they're like, "We can't do it in fifteen minutes, so we'll have to come back a later time." Is that it? That's what I don't know how he got rid of them. Yeah, yeah, that That's was that, it. Okay, yeah, okay, that okay, was okay. that. That was yeah, how. There we go. That yeah. was just my question. Thank you. Which again, I was like, how did he like think of that so quick? Say that so calmly. The drugs like, in the again, brain. You, you move quick. Uh, Cocaine on the brain. You yeah, move, you move quick. quick. You but he quick. seemed so still and calm. I don't know. I didn't totally. And then he like totally. yells at her. I was also like, what? What is? 
what is Ava's like purpose in this? We're calling her by her <laughs> by her yeah, other I mean, character. Because, it, her, because that is, it is her character is not her character is just prop. Like, do you know what character. I mean? It's like it's it's yeah. Ava's there to be Ava and be like, oh, remember her from Ghost Rider? Like, yeah. and that definitely is. It's like they just worked That's together right. in two thousand seven. It's for the He's Ghost like, Rider hey, fans. Could you come be fill in the blank woman in this movie? And they're like, she's like, okay. But it's so funny because one of my favorite movies, I'm sorry, is The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and Ava. And she's so funny in it. And there she's she does like like the silly Will Ferrell's like almost becoming corrupt cop type role. Oh. And she's like the hot wife of the like thing. And like, so my thing about this movie, when you were asking about, like, why did Werner Herzog do this, he has a line about sort of, like, he's like, oh, the audiences who like it understand the comedy of the film noir, that there's comedy there that's intentional. I see. And, and Roger Ebert, this was the thing I was trying to say earlier and not remembering, it is Ebert who says that the first movie director, uh, Farah, is Shakespearean in his tragedy, Herzog more like Cormac McCarthy sometimes on the road to hell you can't help but laugh mm. so the idea that they were sort of like doing this dirty man comedy trying for it i'm like they were years too early for we're huge fans of i think you should leave in this household and the sketch <laughs> comedy and i'm like i think that's what they wanted are to you doing. comparing they have bad lieutenant Lord of Call <laughs> no, New Orleans to i think you wanted. should leave if they knew, if they knew how good I think you should leave was gonna be, they should have made a version of that with this, where they're like, we want to have crazy dark premise, and then we want to have some goofy guys acting crazy, and everybody has to be kind of afraid of them. Like, I'm like, I think that that's the comedy film noir that they wanted to make. Absolutely, and they just didn't yes. know. I think there is an element of like, okay, this could be like a Naked Gun or like a Hot Shots, like a parody of the mm -hmm. noir, yes. right? However, not everyone it's got not. the memo. Like Val no. Kilmer, who is also, Crazy. need I remind people, an insane <laughs> actor, is so understated. It's sort mm -hmm. of like blink it and you'll miss him performance. <laughs> Michael Shannon, who is famously a cuckoo head. Yeah. Also barely there, super grounded performance. Why? The police version of a props master. <laughs> truly, <laughs> that <part>. truly. <laughs> and it's like, well, if we were going full parody, it's like, give these cuckoo crazy actors free yeah. reign to be themselves. But yeah. instead they're like so grounded and so real. That it, it feels, feels so like what weird. we've seen from other Nick Cage's movies where it's like some guy's first foray. Like mm. his brother Christopher is like, I'm going to do a film noir and that's going to be so people know Ooh. I do cinema. If cinema you want to see an sort of and it's, insane so, film, Deadfall. Like, Oscar. That Deadfall. we have this stacked A-lister cast crew, like, like behind the scenes, as you say. The ability to make high art. Yes. And they're like, let's make a college film. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord! <laughs> Is that too far? Is that too far? Oh <laughs> my god! Is that too harsh? I'll this, take it back. I want Werner Herzog to like me. I don't. No, it's I, not. Uh, it's not. When, if, <laughs> if if and when if and when we meet Werner Herzog, I'm gonna. I will tell him. He is gonna be so we'll, mad. I said we'll that. He's gonna be like, no, I have not. so he's much gonna, life no, experience. He's, he's honestly, he's honestly gonna love it. He goes, "You remembered?" He's like, "You brought me back to my roots." Yes, absolutely. And talk about Love Island. He'll probably like. He'll probably love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything to talk about Love Island with Werner Herzog. Oh my god! 
I'm sweating at the thought. Of it. I'm getting really excited. <laughs> oh my he's god! He's probably a fan. Oh, I'm you know, he's a fan. you know who was I thought good in this, um, and who it seemed like she had more. Like she kind of there was more of a role there for her, and she maybe even made more out of the role was Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. <gasps> Angel, Honestly, the true angel from heaven. An unbelievable and a performance, performance I've never seen her. She, Jennifer no, Coolidge yeah. plays Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer, exactly. Except, she, yeah, for yeah. this, I think she was yeah. able. But to But in transform. a different circumstance, yeah. if if Jennifer Coolidge was like almost a trailer wife, drink beer drinker, like let's take a peek at what that version. Oh would have my god, like. it was so good. It was weird, and at first I was like, she looks. I was like, I couldn't recognize. I was like. She looks related to Jennifer Coolidge. I wonder if that's her sister. <laughs> and then yeah. at the credits, I was like, oh, that is that was Jennifer yeah. Coolidge. That's insane. Uh, and I, in the moment, I spotted her. But, and I thought, I thought there's a scene where she and Eva are like shouting horrible things at each other. And it's so cute because I think you can tell they actually really like each yes, other absolutely. in real life. That's I got the vibe. It's like too. two really nice women <laughs> who are having fun yelling obscene scripts at each other. Like, I, I also well, thought... Her scenes with Cage were good too. I thought they had like really yeah. nice, like addicts, like you know, yes. I see you for who you are, you see me for who yes. I am. Scenes. Yes, there um, was. I feel like there's a script, yes, but I think there was a lot of room to improvise. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of parts where Nick Nicholas Cage felt like he was just making shit up, and they were like, "Okay, that's. I guess that's what we're gonna use." <laughs> Um, and I I'm feel sure like... Hertog was eating it oh, up. Oh, absolutely! Like, yes. Oh, yes! <laughs> absolutely! And poor Max was like, um, "Fuck my drag, I guess." Um, but they were. I I bet you Werner was like, "Say whatever you want. Let's yeah. for this take. Let's just do whatever we want." And that's probably the footage that they used entirely. You know, because oh, it yeah. just felt like who who wrote what? Did it? What the hell? Also, you know, I'm speaking of good performances. You know who was really good in this movie was Exhibit. Exhibit. Yeah. 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 I thought he was amazing. Mr. Pimp had... My Ride. I was like, okay, pimp your performance. That was yes. hot. Okay, I'm into it. I had He had one of my favorite lines that I wrote down here where when they get like a new batch of cocaine, he goes, that's that shit Osama give people before they blow themselves oh up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my yes, God. I forgot. Whoa. That's yeah, how good the cocaine is. That's how good the and it's cocaine like, is. That must have been improvised. I yeah. don't know if my buddy Max wrote that it, line. It, yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Such it's a good a, line. Okay, so let me let me ask you this. What cuz you've seen every Nicolas Cage movie up to this point. Yes. Where does this movie stand in sort of oeuvre of his career? Like mm. where would you categorize this film? Here's, but this is why it's so helpful to have you here also and grounding us and bringing back in being like, I don't know if I was doing much grounding. He's no, but you are like, I'm like, I was like, I thought this was a pretty like normal Nick Cage performance or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I need an outsider to come in and be like, Did you notice when he was blacking in and out of the movie? And I'm like, Whoa, I guess I didn't. We we have become like desensitized to some of it. Um, yeah, but I think in terms of like Cage performances, there's so many different like avenues he goes down. Like this isn't even close to like a National Treasure style performance, right? Where mm-hmm. it is like he does some freaking out, like and what, but it's like a lot more of a real character. Um, mm-hmm. I almost feel like this is 
and I feel bad saying it, but like a worse leaving Las Vegas style performance, like where he is someone who is an addict who is kind of going down the rabbit hole and his girlfriend is a sex worker and like, like a lot of similarities there, Mm. but that one felt more dialed in and this one felt more like an explosion. And so there's nice aspects to it here and there, but cohesively, I don't know if it all comes together for like a character performance, if that makes Mm. sense. Mm -hmm. But do you see like the trajectory of him sort of like, do you see the evolution of the Nick, cage performance in he that has way. been this way since like... basically day one like really? he has had yes if you've watched and this one is i i love this movie have you heard of vampire's kiss yes it is an unreal movie because that one is like it's before okay. he's really famous and it's so young he's so young, he's so young. and he's just a baby and he but he's like already nick cage he's already nick cage really? you see everything you see later on kind of stems from that film and it's like maybe his like eighth film or something like the first ones being some of the stuff that like his uncle uh put him in like um valley girl oh because like, he's related to francis ford coppola francis he's ford francis coppola ford which ford is where coppola. he first met warner herzog yeah. at the winery okay. but Vam- vampire's kiss is it's not like a it is kind of crazy like you are gonna go like what and he does yeah. things that are so insane but it is so much more of you're like this. I see this one character. There's, he is playing this one mm. guy. Um, and oh my god! Is, what if he's playing the same character in all of his movies? I mean, you see it in Renfield. He's going back to that vampire's kiss, like oh my Dracula gosh. style energy. It he is. In, he played Dracula so in Renfield, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was good in Renfield. Renfield was, eh, but he was good. Um, they, he is in a camp, a surprising cameo in an '80s movie. Where he's just like in one scene and yes. he's driving, and I'm trying never to on out Tuesday. What... Is that it? Nightmare. It is. I think so. It's, that's when he has the like big nose, the big prosthetic. Yes, nose. yes, and yes. He's, yes. Never he's on just Tuesday. like unhinged. Absolutely unhinged, and it's truly 45 seconds. We watched the entire film and did a full episode on it. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the you movie can is not. To it to find the out movie just is how not. The movie is not. The movie is not There's good. There's a lot of ranting and raving by me on that episode. <laughs> I was trying to be like, especially early on. I was like, you know, it's like a friend asks you to do an improv show. You don't know what the rest of the show is going to be like. You know, you're just doing you're doing your bit part in their short film. You you can't possibly know what's happening. It's fun. They say. You know, like if I did a, a film and I was like, Oscar, would you mind coming on set for one day and you you can do whatever you want, you oh know? You wouldn't be like, by the way, is there going to be like an orgy on the banquet table in the middle of your road trip movie for some reason? <laughs> is that what? What? There is. is that, there is. He's, he's not in, he's like not in it, but there's like That's a just, weird. He's not in that. No, he has nothing. It's like a weird to, Thanksgiving orgy. We had to get through that in order to see. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Okay, but would you? Okay, what is never on Tuesday referred to? I'm sorry, I'm I'm fully Tuesday is the the lesbian. The lesbian is named Tuesday, and they're like, we're never gonna lay on Tuesday. Yes, it's not. It's not about the day of the week. Let us fuck her. She won't let us fuck her because she's a lesbian. That's basically the premise of the movie. And it's supposed to be like a feel good at the end, a feel good friend movie. Like it's the friends we made along the way. It's horrific. Are the straight guys who learned not to try to fuck a lesbian? Oh my god! But they fantasize about it the whole movie. Yeah, so you, like you still so you see you, you see still plenty see it. Of the viewer still them. sees it. 
Anyway, we we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> but no, uh, this, we got We got to get back to the. Uh, this, uh, in terms of performance, though, in terms of performance, this is my question, Oscar. Let's say let's say I'm making mm. a feature, right? Some big feature. Yes. It's my first big feature. I'm reaching out to my friends. Congratulations. Re- thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, th- those film financiers I was saluting earlier in the episode, they've come around, <laughs> they've come around back to finance me. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I want, I want my friends in it. I want people I think who are really funny. Oscar, would you mind, you know, playing an absolutely like insane character? You come on one day and I'm like, you can do whatever you want. You're basically, and to kind of like put it in this vibe, like you drive a car in or in like something like this, like you threaten two people and then you get out and you're, you're, you're the owner of like a bunch of real estate. Would you go like, how crazy do you think you would go? Not, not, I would be like, okay, within reason, you know what I mean? I would have fun. But I wouldn't get a prosthetic nose. You wouldn't okay. show up with your own prosthetic <laughs> nose. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair. Fair. But I also, and then I would be like, and then I would be like, is this what you want? I'll say. <laughs> I would like, also. you know, touch yes. base. I guess. I guess you. you are. You're more. You're more collaborative than I think Cage can be sometimes. My question, though, because I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel as a performer, you have the ability to straddle the line of like. You can play fun, grounded, like, you know, voice of reason style characters, but you can also be yes. a character. You have no problem. Absolutely. Right, right. Going full Absolutely. Tilt-booking. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's my brand, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I also think that Nicolas Cage would be so good for I Think You Should Leave, you as well. Oh, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Present company as well, of like we... doing grounded and doing crazy but then, you can play. But also, like, is. Is Nicolas Cage self-aware in that respect, right? I think he is. You think he is. You think he knows what he's doing. Here's what I'll say. Christina's looking like maybe not. I don't know. It's it's, it's like sometimes. Here's what I'll say. Say our dance. I don't know if in 2009 he knew. Yes. But especially now seeing the stuff he's doing and like his more recent interviews and like kind of the projects he's taking on, it seems he has become more aware of who Nicolas Cage is. And I think the big twist, like, for me, is the unbearable weight of massive talent um, where he's playing himself with Pedro Pascal's like this buddy movie. Mm-hmm. He, I think, knows now who, one, who he is and two, who he's perceived to be and like is able to kind of like. Uh, so play, play those strings. But I don't know in 2009 when this them. movie came out if he knew yet. Right. So what you're and saying think, is Nicolas Cage has become less of a human being and more of a character. Yes. Wow. Tough. I also wow. I think I think there's an also an element of like I can't tell for sure if he has, in 2009 has learned to laugh at himself the way it is clear mm-hmm. I think in the mm-hmm. late in the 2020s he has. Right. Um and I think that that opens up so much like both for the roles that you're willing to take and the ways that you're willing to expose yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because my issue with some of these roles of like, I go back and forth between the, like my true feminist self has so much rage at Nicolas Cage for what he's put me through and the movies he's made me watch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you have no, like you, he does not have the soul of a feminist within him at this stage. I don't I don't know if that, that it ever might change. comes it about might change. Might change. Might We've not. Seen someone I'm like, I'm like, I could change him. Let me into your menagerie. It'll change in the flash for sure. About, I'll be like lizards and women. They're both really fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> Not him being a lizard in the next movie. No. And that's, it all it, or maybe that's Nick- the path in, is that he's a lizard who turns into man and learns about the humanity of women mm. through that point. And then he's like, oh, lizard women are people too, maybe. I don't know. I'd say There's that movie plenty, for sure. But, you know, there is an element because, you know, okay, so like watching this movie, I was like, okay, this feels like on paper a movie that I would totally be on board. There's an element of campiness here that I'm like, I love. I love movies like this. And with me, I like struggle, like you were saying, Christine, I struggle a bit with Nicolas Cage as a performer, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, he's so great. Like so unhinged, so wild. And then other times I get really, really frustrated because I'm Mm -hmm. like, why does Nicolas Cage have the career that he has? How can he get away with some of the stuff that he's doing where other people like don't? Like, just don't have the same career as Nicolas Cage. Why is he singled out as a performer where he's people like want him to be crazy, want him to not know his lines, want him to like be have a weird accent halfway through and then totally forget it. And we love him for it. Like, there's a little bit of like frustration in me. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to like, honestly, real talk here. It speaks to a larger point where I'm like, if if this was a woman. That would not be okay. Mm-hmm. If this was an actor of color, it would not be okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like frustrated about that part. It's like this is a straight of white course. cis male who yes. gets away with being a that sort of like power as a cis mm-hmm. white male. Uh, there's tons of privilege there. He can yeah. he can be he has the luxury of being Nicolas Cage, right? Where he doesn't yes. really have to. Huge. I don't know do any work honestly where he could just be himself and like clock in and like people love him for it where i'm like if a woman were to do this it's why Mm -hmm. it's exactly the reason why we don't see a lot of like female method actresses because people don't accept immediately label difficult don't let that shit fly yes exactly it's the same thing where like you know for all intents and purposes Nicolas cage is a difficult performer Whereas if, he apparently is like great to work with, interesting, like he's a wonderful colleague. But that hasn't always been the case. And I love what mm, you're saying mm-hmm. about like the luxury of being Nicolas Cage, yes. of like mm-hmm. one coming up through the Coppola, like that, that part, family yeah. of, of of the original the, Nepo the, baby, the yeah, cinematic Nepo babies, and right. and um, I'm trying to say like a movie mob family, but it's not really that. But <laughs> like, so he's he had the look and he had the ability. Vampires Kiss, Artoon is so passionate about it, and it does crumb so early on in his career mm. that it establishes him as courageous, as as taking on these very brave, like crazy roles mm. and risks. And so, it's not necessarily like that he shows up, clocks in, takes on the rich roles to gain a lot of money. He does also seek out the super weird, right. why would anyone want to do this right. roles to like continue to explore what it is to create a movie. To that end, I think you end up with like this deification of a total character who is the essential vibe of like the dirty white man poet mm-hmm. of these eras. And I think the frustration comes from we're still living in the systems where there's so much violence from the dirty white man poet. Like Mm -hmm. so many other people are being like cut down at the expense of those Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. And that's like part of what can be the discomfort of watching these movies. 
but also he is an artist. He is doing poetry with what he's trying to do. Mm. And I think that's where we end up struggling with it of like, I don't want to avert my eyes away from this man. Right. I want to mm-hmm. see what he's doing. I just don't want anyone else to get hurt along the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And listen, he is a performer. Like he is not like just winging it or like phoning it in. You will yeah. never, ever, you can't ever say he's done phoned in performances. He really, really mm-hmm. fully commits to it. To me, it's like, why are there in, in pop culture, why are there people like, Nicholas Cage, like I would say Christopher Walken, who I think sort of shares that same space, mm-hmm. but there's no like Equivalent. I don't know female identifying palette swap or POC yeah. or queer performer in that same regard. Like, w- what does that say about our society? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what what is it? And I think it is because we are able to give him a chance to explore that to mm-hmm. to to like take on these projects and these projects being successful or cult favorites. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. this I'm... movie is, was not a hit. This movie does not, Mm-mm. you know, this movie was a bomb, but it's a, it, I would consider it a cult movie because yeah. people talk about this movie yeah. all the time. You know, it's, it's, I love how you say that too. And it's also, it's like, for me, the question that, that you just evoked is like, whose discomfort are we willing to sit with uh-huh. for how long? Mm-hmm. With, with a dirty white man cop, we'll sit for two hours. I've seen him play a dirty white man cop so many times <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like, so many hours of my life committed to that versus, like, people don't even want to see black trans people. No. People don't even want to see, like, be exposed to gay people in their lives yeah. because of the discomfort that that causes yeah. them. Right. And then and that's it, right. where it's like... And it's like the same kind of... Like, we made this movie for people to be uncomfortable. And yeah. people are like, I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. But you take you take a movie like, for example, Young Adult, which is a Diablo Cody, um, Charlie Theron movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's mm-hmm. a... She's I a, love she, Diablo Cody. I, I haven't seen that, but I love Diablo I Cody. I love Young Adult so much. And it is a shame that this movie isn't talked about the way that other movies like that because she plays a unlikable woman in the movie. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's way more interesting. And I haven't seen much of this kind of movie and people were like, I hate this character. Why does this woman have to be so hateful? And it's like, okay, this is what, this is why we need movies like that. Why can't we, why can't we have movies like, but we can't have movies like this. Why can't we have movies like, you know, but have shows like breaking bad where you see a man Mm -hmm. be evil that used Mm -hmm. to be good. And that's more palatable to you Mm -hmm. than a movie like where a woman can just not be likable. Do you know what I mean? It speaks so much to where we are right now as a society. And again, it is like, for me, you know, like, there is, there are moments of like un, where I feel uncomfortable, where Nicolas Cage is yelling at women, yelling yes. at people of color, yes, holding guns to a woman's head and like making her check him off, or wh- I don't yeah. know what she was doing to him, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Like Nightmare. I don't even know. nightmare stuff. Like I'm like okay, but like this is more, this is more palatable to you than a black trans person existing like in tangerine mm-hmm. like that yeah. interesting okay that that's very fascinating and yeah. it's not nicholas it's not old nikki's fault it is yeah. not his fault it is the fault of the viewer and the consumer of what yeah. is acceptable and what isn't so yeah. you know and what we're oversaturated of, of like i don't want to tell him you have to stop making yeah your arts projects and exploring your true self 
but we got to reallocate yeah. the funds. I think so. And- yes. I think so. And also, like, yeah, like, why? Yeah, it, it, it is so weird. It's like, again, the privilege of Nicolas Cage is very interesting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And it's not and, yeah. his, it really isn't his fault. It is the viewer's fault. Or the deification of yes. Nicolas Cage. And we are like, contributing are, to I that. Think, but I think you, we oh. also talk about, like, when it's not his fault the way things are, but also does he have a responsibility to use his privilege oh, a good, in a uh, way that could that's a great question like continue to he'll do all these dog shit movies or whatever (laughs) and let his name be attached to it so why not attach his name and just give a little bit of that right and like but then but then do they become Nicolas Cage movies even for example you can have Nicolas Cage in a very feminist movie like where he just plays like a side character and I don't think people are like that's that's a Nicolas Cage movie like no no one's gonna say that people want Nicholas Cage to shake a woman in the Wicker Man. You know what I mean? People, yeah, people want to see yeah. that. That's dude. that is a Nicholas Cage movie, right? Yeah. So, like, again, I still feel like we're working towards a pitch that's something that it's like Nicholas Cage enters feminism by punching a woman in the oh mouth. You know, in our movie. You, you know like, what it is? <laughs> I would love to see a, a sort of like a Freaky Friday sort of scenario oh, where a woman yes. switches oh bodies God, with Nick, oh and then we see. A woman play Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, Oscar! A and face, the woman uh, has an avenue to like explore being oh crazy, being angry, and people accept it because and love it. fundamentally, because, it, she is Nicolas Cage. Wait, this is oh my God, this is Oscar! Oscar. This, this is, is actually unreal. an unreal. This is actually an unreal pitch. Because then you also I would, I because also I think I'm sweating again. I, I think what's fun is I oh I, I also I this feels like it's. I can't even decide now. I'm like, is it like a like you know, twenties to thirty year old woman? So then Nicholas Cage is doing a little bit of like that. Like he should have Jack Black, that, Jumanji, Jack Black, too, Jumanji, playing yes. a younger woman yes. in an old man's yes. skin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then you know, she like this like you know, actress in her twenties, thirties is able to be old and crazy. Yes, yes, like haunted, yeah. doing the haunted yeah, yeah, yeah. stalking Absolutely. around that he does talk in weird voices. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you seen a movie called Freaky? Yes. I haven't seen it. I really wanted to. It's, it's yes. on my list. so I... incredible. It's so because good. Because it is a movie about Vince Vaughn, who is a serial killer, switches bodies with this like popular girl. Yes. And she ends up Kate, killing people. Catherine Newton. Yes. And to me, I was a little like, oh my God, Vince Vaughn is going to be so problematic playing a female character. But it was so amazing and nuanced. And to me, it was like a really great opportunity to see someone, I would say a toxic performer like Vince Vaughn, (laughs) play (laughs) this character to me. Like I was like, oh my God, I would love to see more people. And I'm not calling Nicolas Cage toxic because I don't necessarily think that that is true necessarily. I would love to see Nicolas Cage in a gentler side and then, you know, see a female performer just chew the scenery the way that Nicolas Cage does. I would love to see that. Yeah. Because, like, I yeah. love it. Right at the top of our heads, can we name a female performer that is just as unhinged as Nicolas Cage? I feel like, like Nicole Kidman could do it. I feel like Nicole Kidman could could do it. But she's, she's not in my 20s to 30s casting brain, but I'm like, look, we can go mm. older with Nicole. And have a have her kind of. But has she done a performance like that before? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen enough of her filmography to definitively say whether or not. But I'm like, I'm like, like the who unhinged would you say crazy is the female like, counterpart of Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, 
Wow. That this is such a good question. You're you're I'm short circuiting. I'm like I don't, I don't know. I, that's, I'm like I'm gonna think about this and percolate it. Female, because we do we do ask our guests sometimes like, do you have a rival? Do you have a challenger? Mm. I love that you said Christopher Walken. I'm taking that Absolutely. as your rival, unless you have a substitution. no. That that's it for me. Yeah. Um, if you have a challenger for greatest actor. It um, feels like you have to kind that. of go in the comedy route for people who are giving performances that are like, you know, more out there. And I'm like, I mean, Melissa McCarthy a little bit because she's also it's, done it's, more it's, grounded and like serious roles. But in those, she McKinnon doesn't go too. wild. But it's it's the it's the opportunity to explore rage. I feel like mm. is sort of what we're talking about, and I mm-hmm. haven't, I can't think of off the top of my. Maybe Charlize Theron has gotten to do rage, female sure. rage, but like, but it's has been so shat on. Heightened. It's like, yeah. yeah, has been shat on, and that I love that you're saying this because she's just so like, pretty. You know what I mean? It's she's like so pretty. <laughs> she's like, a has model. Been a non-thin. She... Like, there's no fat black woman who gets to do rage as their thing. That's and not so unpalatable to audiences. Yeah, a queer performer? No, there. No, it just doesn't exist. There is no. There is. I don't think there is a descriptor. And all like, yes, I would say like, um, uh, oh my god, who are the people that you just said? Melissa McCarthy, like Mm -hmm. those. But Kate McKinnon, they're all people in the comedy route where you're like, you can laugh at these people. Nicolas Cage isn't like a comedic actor necessarily, right? Like, no, he he has some comedy and is and is funny, but it's like not like a comedy movie. It's like, yeah, like in Raising Arizona, he's very funny, but it's like a a film still. Absolutely right. Like, where where is that? Where who is that that takes that spot? And as as an angry woman who has grown up as an angry girl and like the the discomfort that people have about feminine anger comes from both the people who love you who are like I don't want you to be angry because I think it's dangerous for mm-hmm. you in society and it's a threat to like our well-being and the people who hate you and are like I don't want you to be angry because it is a disruptive yeah. to my comfort system mm-hmm. and and so I'm just Listen, like, like I love like as I am a queer person of color, do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. watch as like as a woman, as a person of color as well, like we we watch white media and we white cis straight media and we like have to dissect it and like break it apart for us to consume it in a very specific way. I will look at something like a Nicolas Cage movie and I'm like, okay, so as a queer person of color, like Mm, uh, it's interesting because like new orleans it is you, there's so many poc in this movie yes. but they're all props for nicholas cage and even the yeah. people around him are all white men and the yeah. only honestly the only latinx representation in the movie was a woman who was objectified and a prostitute which is like mm-hmm. oh my god are we mm-hmm. still making movies like this this is so crazy but to me, there's like an element of Nicolas Cage's performances that I really respect and love that are similar to Divine. Like uh, one of my favorite performers of all time, Divine, who was John Waters' muse and is in movies like Female Trouble, Polyester, Hairspray, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And there is that queer rage that Divine encapsulates <laughs> in Pink Flamingo specifically that Nicolas Cage sort of has, but Divine lives in a different stratosphere than Nicolas Cage. She mm-hmm. is, and, and I guess, like, in a way, like, the way that <laughs> that sort of, like, white audiences 
diify. Uh, di- am I saying that word right? D- deify, 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 deify. Nicholas Cage. I guess queer people deify divine. So maybe divine is the equivalent of mm. Nicholas Cage. Wow, I, I like such it. a good no. answer. I like it. That's I such like a good it. answer, right? Because like divine's performances are in. Sane. There's an element of you're looking at Divine's per- and Divine doesn't play Divine. Divine plays Francine Fishpaw and like all these other characters. Mm-hmm. But you're watching these movies because you want to see Divine. Like, mm-hmm. do people even care who Nicolas Cage is playing anymore? No. People no. are going to see a Nicolas Cage <laughs> movie to see Nicolas Cage, right? The yeah. fact that do we know what the character that Nicolas Cage is playing? No, we have never once referred to Nicolas Cage's character. Yeah. Not once. We've referred to Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, yep. which to me signifies that we look at Nicolas Cage as the actor, not as a character. Which means... Mm. Is it a good job? Period. A good question. <laughs> a good question. We And we have a we have an internal divide in this household about like what good acting is. Mm. And I'm, I'm a little more in camp of like... You're always yourself. It's just whatever universe mm-hmm. you're given. And our tune, I think, is way more like, give me a character and I want to be a new person. Yeah. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, do you have a I mean, place I think, that you fall on that spectrum? I mean, I've seen our tune perform. And the, the magic that you have as a performer is that you are fully committed to your thing in scenes. Like, you are fully, like, whatever it is, like, there is an element that I'm like, oh, I see our tune, like, there's one anchor that he's holding the entire scene. And it's really, really cool to watch our tune. Like, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but like you, you have a really great way of having that sense of like, there is one element that I am fully committed to here, you know? Um, Thank you. And there (laughs) to me, that's like very impressive because I I don't have that. (laughs) I don't, I'm like fully just like, I'm like the wind, you know what I mean? Just like whatever I feel like doing. But like, you're an actor or two, right? Like you, did you go to school for acting? Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not trained as an actor. I don't, I, I don't know any of that acting stuff. So like, I'm always in awe of people that are like, okay, really fully. And I feel like your approach to improv is very actory in a way of like, Okay, the game for me is like I'm going to take this as seriously as I possibly can, you know. And I, I respect that. Thank you, and I appreciate you saying that. I do sometimes get nervous because sometimes there's a lot of actors I see who are coming into improv who are like, "How do I act in this?" And I'm like, "There's, there's but, a good way okay. to, there's a fun way to do it, and there's a uh, absolutely, but annoying I think the, way to do the it." The thing, yes, and I agree with that. <laughs> But the thing that saves you, Artoon, is that because you have clowning and mime mm. as background, mm-hmm. there is your commitment comes from a different place. Your commitment is sure. cerebral necessarily. It's yes, more yes. like in physical embodiment of everything. Yes, yes, right. Yes. And I think yes. like as someone who went to school for dance, like I see someone like you, and I'm like, oh my god, I appreciate this. I appreciate someone who's like committed to themselves in this scene you know that i that i don't see in a lot of comedians a lot of comedians get a lot of laughs because they're sort of kind of not committed and like that sort of detachment Mm. is funny Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you don't have you are not like that at all you oh god this is gonna sound so corny but like you respect the scene too much to do that you know so like (laughs) but for me that's that's my acting perspective yes it's commitment right and yes i guess like does Nicolas Cage commit? Commit, yeah. I would say a little too much, yeah? Yes. <laughs> um, and I don't know what the intention is here, but 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fault him for phoning in a performance because he's not going to do yeah. that. Let's even with that, because uh, it seems like we're kind of wrapping it up. Should we get into our ratings? I love it. I'm ready. Are you okay. ready to rate Oscar? Yeah. Nani. Awesome. So uh, we rate each movie out of five stars, um, and then we rate Nicolas Cage out of ten cages. So there's five points for the creative, what he brought to the role as Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. and then five points for the technical, what he delivered on screen. Would you like to kick us off or round us out? Uh, oh, my God. I'm nervous. I'll round us out. Okay. Artin. Um. This was a very enlightening conversation. This was truly a pleasure. This was such a cool conversation. Um, so I great to talk to you, Oscar. You're my I, I think I think beforehand I would have said this was a four out of five star movie, but I think upon reflection, I think I was too enraptured by it. And upon like discussing it a little more, I think it's closer to like a three and a half. Mm. Um, I am gonna just bring it because I feel like when you hit a four star movie, it's you're like, oh, this is something special, and I'm like, this had a lot of special things, but I don't know if the movie as a whole was special. So three and a half stars. For what Cage's were the special perf- things? The iguanas, iguanas. the lizards. Um, I thought, like, I truly thought <laughs> one the full in- star for the iguanas. One full star for the iguanas. I also thought the the like quiet relationship that he and Jennifer Coolidge had mm-hmm. of like it's like not my mother, but my not my really even my stepmother. You're too young, but like you are my father's wife what is our relationship? We are both mm-hmm. dealing with things. And I thought that was really nice. And that was kind of when the movie slowed down, but wasn't boring. Um, and then for his performance, it's, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I think like, I think creatively he was higher. I think that's like maybe a four and then maybe just technically just wasn't all there. So maybe like a three. So I think it's like a six or a seven on the cage performance for this one. Because I think he was trying to bring a lot. I think he was like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I just don't think he had his mark. Gosh, yeah. I'm I'm oscillating between a two and a three stars for the movie. I'm like one full star for the iguanas. I would give a star for Cage. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll give a half star for Herzog. Or I'll give a star for Herzog because I, I – uh, if he's like, you gave me a half star for my film and you want to talk about Love Island with me, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say, I'll say three stars for the film, full star for Herzog. I love you, man. Um, and then for Nicolas Cage, I, I feel strongly five points for the creative because that's part of the, like, having seen where he's come from. I'm like, I feel like he's packing, his bags are packed. For what I got... <laughs> I'll I'll I I feel like I can give three to the technical for an overall sure. eight because mm. I did feel like it I felt like it was a very Nicolas Cage performance I felt this was very like I have seen him do this before but this is like one of the ways this guy does business mm. so if you just happened to only have the opportunity to watch one Nicolas Cage film in your life and you had a certain selection i'm not saying you should pick this one <laughs> but you would get the gist of this man oh, from this true. film oh true true good point that's okay. a really good you point ready? um okay mm-hmm. so out of five i'm just going to say out of five lizards cuz let's we're we're, <laughs> we're on a um out of five lizards i'm going to give this movie i'm going to give this movie uh 
Oh, I'm yeah. It's kind of I'm torn. I, I'm I think I'm gonna give this three lizards. Overall. Nice, nice. It's two and a half to me is always the mark of like this was this was good. This was like a serviceable mm-hmm. movie. I think mm, this movie wow. was trying to do a little bit more than just like mm-hmm. a a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and to me, there is something. I I think that there's th- this movie had intention to it, whether on purpose or not, whether Werner mm-hmm. Herzog intended it to, whether Nicolas Cage intended it to or not. I, you know, I oscillated between two or three, and I think the reason that made it three was a very just the moment where I can see his soul dancing to me was so mm-hmm. poetic yeah. to me. Cinema, and like, poetry, yeah. Cinema. Like so beautiful. It, like to me, that was such a beautiful moment. And honestly, like. It was one of the very few moments, and another one I would say is the scene that he had with Jennifer Coolidge that you referenced, mm-hmm. Artoon, where mm-hmm. I saw pure honesty come from Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage, still being like a cuckoo, insane laugh, that laugh, that Nicolas Cage laugh in that movie was so <laughs> jarring to me. But like he punctuated with that like jarring laugh, and to me it just felt so honest. Um, mm-hmm. And there was something quite like Lynchian about that specific scene mm. that I was like, and I, David Lynch is one of my favorite directors to ever do it. So hey. to me, it just felt like that was so Lynchian and mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and that's why it's a, th- it's a three lizard movie. Wow. Um, despite the fact that there were four lizards in that, in that <laughs> five, if you count the dead gator. Um, yeah. But uh, in terms of, like, the artistic, you know, let's be real. This is a Nicolas Cage vehicle, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is not an ensemble mm-hmm. piece, no. even though it should have been. In, because mm-hmm. there's so Insane many high-caliber performers. Yeah. This was still a Nicolas Cage movie where I d- didn't really care about anybody else. No one really <laughs> paid any attention to anybody else except for Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage was, I believe, in every single scene except for the scenes with the lizard. No, even in that, he was in the background. No, he's in the so, lizard scenes. He's in the lizard scenes. Do you know what I mean? So he was in yeah. every single scene. There is a lot yeah. of Cage going on Oh, here. wow. So um, that's a lot of work. I respect that artistically. I think it's a four out of five for me. It's not like perfect, but there is like a lot of creativity mm-hmm. and a lot. And you see Nicolas Cage be his authentic self and sort of spread his wings to do what he does right in terms of Mm -hmm. execution um (laughs) you know uh what the fuck is going on with that performance girl like um at first it was neutral and then you put a it's like he like clocked in halfway through the movie and then clocked out (laughs) um it really is losing the like back hunch thing at the end of the movie but he's still doing drugs is i think what makes it like incomprehensible it's just confusing to me and you know what maybe that is the nicholas cage brand is just (laughs) confusion that's how he likes it you know uh but as a person just like watching this performance and experiencing the movie while watching it for the first time uh two days ago it was a one star execution <laughs> um, oh my god yes good good five out good. of ten pages good good that's good. awesome that's awesome <laughs> that's incredible now you know how we feel about the movie and we'd love to hear from you you can find us on twitter and instagram at cajoled question and send any emails to cagedquestionpod at gmail.com if you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and send a five-star review our way. 
Oscar, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes. Um, you can watch season two of Minx on Stars on July 21st. It premieres. <gasps> and, and you can also watch the first season of Stars, all available on uh, uh, Stars, not Minx. Minx first season show. of Minx, nice. available on Stars. Yes. Nice. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Also, you can follow me on social media at Ozymo, O Z Z Y M O, on Instagram, Twitter. And uh, you can follow me. I'm starting to do a Twitch channel, everybody. So <gasps> I'm starting to stream games. And you can follow me on Twitch at Ozzymo. O-Z-Z-Y underscore M-O. Because apparently Ozzymo was already taken. How dare they? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all. And your podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And <laughs> listen to the Try Gaze on Earwolf Presents. Uh, me and Imano Agapian are trying to decode heterosexuality trying to understand so we have brought mm. some great guests like paul of tompkins carl tart um <gasps> nicole buyer and just truly <laughs> trying to understand <laughs> what the deal is with heterosexuality so uh so you've got just like a small local podcast going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man for my parents, that's a joke because these are huge celebrities. That's <laughs> they're, they're <in> the... <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Incredible. Arjun, would you like to make some plugs off the back of that? Monday Night's Herald Night at the UCB <laughs> Theater. Make sure you stop by and see ghosts. Um, and then, again. Ghost just... is an incredible team. Also, Arjun, listen. I teach. I teach at UCB. And the amount of love that y'all get. Hey. is why like you are everyone's favorite i mean i don't want you know to the listeners <laughs> <on another Meryl laughs> i'm sorry to say but catch up babies because ghost catch is up really we have a, we, it's a truly a great team stacked all around um mm-hmm. and uh i said this before just keep listening to the podcast uh i do have some yeah. movie coming out at the end of july called judgments follies i don't know where it will be available for the public or how or when, but I will keep everyone updated. It's a very fun movie. Um, and Fantastic. who knows? It could, be, it could be a year. Movies. It could be oh. years. <laughs> Great. Speaking of movies, for our next episode, we are watching the 2009 film Astro Boy. We hope you'll watch with us <gasps> and listen in. I saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> in? Oh, my God. I forgot it was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After we cut, we're going to be talking more about that. So, <laughs> signing off, this is Christina. And our two Nazareth with special guest, Oscar Montoya. And we are asking you the cage old question. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'd like to take his, his face Oh. Oh, not on the beat. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.